on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I never had a father figure growing up. My father unfortunately passed away when I was younger. So I didn't have somebody to imitate as I was growing up. Right. But once I realized the liberty and the freedom to choose who I wanted my mentors to be, that it blows your mind because now you get to look at people, Warren Buffett, you get to look at people who are out there changing the world. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, everybody, I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings. I've got Andres Blandin here on the King stage. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Chaz. Thank you for allowing me to be here on your podcast. Of course. Just off air here, I'll tell the listeners what you're up to. This dude is a, is rocking this podcast in a Cancun flowery shirt with the this five-star resort behind him. And dude's just loving life. He's got his family there with him. It's his birthday this week. And he decided to take an hour out and give it to you guys. I just so appreciate you being here. Tell us what kind of business that you're in, my friend. Yes, sir. Well, Chaz, as I said, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm very excited to share my story with your listeners, as well as anybody else that's in the IT industry or the recruiting industry overall. I started initially in the military. And one of the reasons why I wanted to come into the podcast is to really help to provide value to listeners to see how they can grow, not just from an IT or a business standpoint, but just in life, right? We all want to succeed at some point and we'll pursue our goals and achieve our goals. Is there any specific point you wanted me to start out or just how I- Yeah, let me give you some direction here. I want to know first, before we jump into too much of your story, obviously you're in the IT space. You're also, you you do recruiting. There's quite a bit of offering inside of the business, but for general purposes, you're in the IT space and you're connecting people all over the place and doing it at a super high level. So I love that. I want to know- now, obviously you've done this successfully for a period of time. You're at a five-star resort with your family. Like what, what's really got you kicking these days? What's the purpose? Why are you still at it? Yeah. So definitely the why is such an important part of my life. Every day I wake up and I see people, right? There's two types of people. There's just people who push the snooze button and there's the yeah. people that can't wait to get up before the alarm clock goes off, right? Before they hear that ringing in the background, they don't know what's happening. It's like there's a sense of expectation because they have something they want to achieve or there's something that they're looking forward to. I'll tell you a little bit of my story. So right now I own a recruiting company. It's called Signal Jobs. I have mentored and trained over 16,000 service members transitioning from the military into IT careers and different parts throughout the country, all the way from Virginia, California, Florida, Texas, coast to coast. So the reason I wake up, honestly, is because I was there in that point in time of struggle, not knowing what my next step in life was going to be. And I realized that there are so many people 
just in general that are looking for guidance, by looking for what's the next step in my life. And I had that vision to want to share my experience with others. And one of the reasons is because I'll tell you how it happened. I spent 10 years in the military. And as soon as I started to look into job opportunities, I was not giving any calls back. I would apply online about, I remember one week specifically, I applied to 70 jobs. I got wow. two calls. Two calls out of 70. That's not, that's, I, those aren't good numbers. <laughs> no, they're not. And the people that called me back, I, I think they just felt sorry for me. I said, hey, we might give this guy a chance. When I told them I had a family, they're like, you're not going to support family in this salary that we're going to give you. So that was just a no-go from the start. And I realized in order to be able to achieve the next level of my life, there was something that I needed to figure out. What is the next step that I need to pivot into so I can change the trajectory of my career? At that point in time, I started to look into education, training. Unfortunately, with the military, they don't stress education enough and self-awareness as to how marketable a person can be in the industry. Sure, yeah. Two years later, honestly, I ended up having to go back. And what's great about this, I finished a bachelor's and a master's within two and a half years. Wow. And the reason is because I knew that I had to change the trajectory of my life. And the only way I could do that is by becoming the person that company wanted to hire. Yeah. I wanted the companies to come after me as right. opposed to me going after all these different jobs and keep getting told, no, you're not qualified. So that was the first mind shift that I had. Again, one of the things I do tell younger guys in general is become the type of person that's going to attract opportunities yeah. as opposed to going out and trying to pursue opportunities and not having that much to offer. Just a quick takeaway there. <laughs> yeah, I you're doing my job for me. This is fantastic. Normally, I like to take the nugget out and, and highlight it for the listeners, but you just did an amazing little synopsis there for us, but I want to highlight it. Everything that I think successful people do, they've done, obviously there has to be expectation. You talked about waking up before the alarm clock. There's expectation. You knew, Hey, I got to get after, I got to figure something out. There's a level of expectation, but if you can go out and be the person that you're trying to become or be the value that you're trying to receive, you're hundred percent right. I think a lot of people listening today, the reason, you know, they're at six figures, they haven't been able to scale up to seven or more is because they're stuck in just the merry-go-round of just the daily right here. And they haven't made that mind shift that you just described where they have slowed down to speed up. That's what I heard you say. You realize what you wanted and you slowed down so that you could later speed up. And I think that's a huge skill set that a lot of people can take away for. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. And can I add just another thing? Please. Just into reference as to the why. A couple of years ago, once I was able to transition into IT, so I finished my master's. I started working as an engineer. So I was an IT engineer. I was building systems, multi-million dollar companies, globally scaled, doing good work, making six figures as an employee. Right. But I realized that my wife, she started kind of having some health issues. She wasn't feeling too well from time to time. And the doctor said, oh, the stress and this and that. She ended up having to go through surgery back to back. It was actually an issue with one of her breasts, kind of like a lump. And we weren't really sure if it was cancer or something else. And during that time for me, it was kind of like a wake up call because I yeah. realized I have to go into work every day. And now my wife is sick and who's going to take care of her kids. And I can't take time off because then I won't get paid if I take extended leave or anything like that. So I was always under somebody else's choice and decision as to how my life is going to go. So for me at that point in time, it was like a wake up call saying, 
we need to be able to pursue uh, a livelihood outside of this organization that can tell you what to do, where to be, what pretty much how they decide your life. So I made that choice that I was going to do whatever it took to be able to sustain my family on our own terms. And a lot of people, they fail to make that commitment where they realize there's a difference between a want and a need where you know you have to achieve something, but you make a decision to pursue it and take action on it as opposed to just getting stuck on the, what if I did this? Wouldn't it be nicer? Someday I'm going to being an action taker. It's right. a huge part of understanding why we need to make decisions and move forward. Yeah. And I love how you position that with such a hinge point moment there in your life. We're all presented with the opportunity to take action. We, a lot of us know what we need to do. We just aren't, or we're not disciplined enough, or we don't have a clarity enough around it. But man, in that moment, when your wife had that situation and you then were forced to choose, like, it got clear real quick for you. Yeah. That's right. And I think that uh, you were, your hand was forced. And I think that the value of someone listening here today is going, okay, are you going to wait until your hand is forced? Or are you going to take the nugget here from Andres and really go do what you already probably know you need to do to right. create the system? Because they've already got a business. It's not like they were, do I keep my job? Do I not? These guys are working a business, but inside of it, they need to make some, they need to make some good decisions. And so I want to know what a good decision was for you as you were building. So maybe before you hit the million plus mark, I want to know something that you did along the way that was really strategic and a good decision and you do it over and over. So, you know, Chaz, I think one of the greatest factors and i tell a quick story about this that changed my perspective good decision when i first joined the military as i said there's always two kinds of people there was an opportunity to go to compete for what they call soldier of the month soldier of the quarter somebody that goes and they compete physically fitness tests they compete in military history u.s history they're competing wow. learning how to mark orders weapons safety so one of the things i realized is that a lot of people back away from the challenge because they might have felt some type of fear of not being good enough or not really sure why everybody would shy away from taking that opportunity. For me, what it meant was I can go into this competition and they will pull me away from my day-to-day -day work to go compete for a week. I'm getting to stay in a nice hotel, eating fine dining, doing all these things. And it didn't matter what place I got, if I want first place or last place, just the opportunity to experience something new yeah. and having that experience for my life and those skills that I'll be able to walk away from. That was the biggest factor because what I realized is we can continue to do what we're doing and we're always going to be in that same place, or we can choose to experience something new and take away all those gold nuggets from that experience. It's like adding tools to your tool belt, right? 100%. You go, you travel somewhere, you meet somebody new, you go to a mastermind, you're able right. to bring in this experience that just one idea can change your whole life. Yeah. It can pivot the trajectory of your business. It can pivot the trajectory of your life to be able to find so much gratitude and so much opportunity for success that wouldn't otherwise happen if you had not taken that step forward. 100%. Yeah, you're right. It's the one the handshake, the relationship, the idea, but most people don't experience those things to your point, because they just keep doing what they've been doing. And so what I'm hearing you say, the good decision, which it sounds like you've done repeatedly over and over again, is to be adaptable, to look for new things, to, to experience, look, actually look for change. 
right. not to be exactly. afraid of it, let alone, but to look for it. Like, how can I grow today? That's what I'm hearing you say. And you okay. gave several examples there of obviously the getting around other people and ideas and challenges, even through the military. Yeah. How is re- someone right now listening? They're running a six-figure business. They probably are wearing too many hats. They probably are a little overwhelmed and stressed, but they know they're made for more. That's why they're listening. And so they want to do what you just said. I don't think that they have this desire of, oh, no, I don't want to change. Otherwise, I don't think they'd be listening. How can What can be a first action step for them of what you just told them to go do? As you mentioned, gathering of kings is just a great value to be able to network and to be able to take in a part of a mastermind that has other people who have been there, done that, sure. and taken the successful step. So one of the things that I have done personally, and regardless of what stage in history, because a lot of times people limit themselves to who can I model myself after? So just real quick, I never had a father figure growing up. My father unfortunately passed away when I was younger. So I didn't have somebody to imitate as I was growing up. But once I realized the liberty and the freedom to choose who I wanted my mentors to be, that it blows your mind because now you get to look at people, Warren Buffett, you get to look at people who are out there changing the world. I don't know if you follow Eric Thomas. Or oh, yeah. He's a great well, speaker, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he was somebody that really resonated with because he came from that broken background and yeah. he used his pain as fuel to push him forward. Yeah. And, I, and I see that's one of the strategies I've taken in. Or a lot of times I can get stagnant and I'm like, okay, I need to push a little bit more. And one of the ways that I started doing that, you know, Tony Robbins and a couple other guys talked about adding value. So what I started to do was that I started to network with other guys who have been in the IT recruiting industry. They've already been twice my income, three times, four times more. And I didn't necessarily go in and say, can you help me with my business? First, I added value to them. I said, hey, I saw that you're in this space. How can you help me to provide value for you? Give me some input as to what problems you have and let me help you solve your problems. So that way, if later comes around, I can ask for something. He said, hey, you've already helped me out two or three times. You've added value to my business, to my time, to my network. They're happy to be able to connect you with new opportunities. That's one of the great things I want to do here, Chaz, is just speak to you, see how I can add value to you. And honestly, that's the secret of business, right? The more you're able to help people solve their problems, then the greater you will be strategically positioned to be able to get business back to yourself. Yeah, that's right. So one of the the hidden things that you just said, you said it so plainly, but not only do you get back when you give, but a lot of times for me, whether it's inside Gathering the Kings Mastermind or whether it's on a show, or I'm just meeting with somebody, or I got somebody asking me a question in, on Facebook or whatever. When I'm pouring out or I'm helping them specifically, I have always taken the lens of that I'm coaching myself. And mm-hmm. whether it's a friendly reminder of what I already know, or whether I'm like strategically trying to help them figure out something, their business is completely different than mine, but my idea factory is going and I'm using yeah. their language and their information to solve their problem, but it illuminates certain things in my own business or in my own family or in my own situation. I'll tell you a perfect example of this. It happened in this conversation already, okay? You said earlier, the difference of having expectation on the alarm clock, before the alarm clock goes off. I am not a morning person at all, but I'll tell you what, 
I get up at a specific time every morning and I do a routine because <laughs> there has to be some motion in order for me to get happening. But once I'm up in it, making it happen, then I'm good. But my flow state is not until later. But that expectation, when you use that word, I literally, in my mind, I was laying in bed and it was a couple of minutes before my alarm went off. And I pictured myself being like, let's go. I got so much stuff going on. I already know this. Like I, I teach people how to have a morning routine, but it was the yeah. simple words that you just said. We were talking and I put myself there mentally. So a hundred percent of what you're talking about, you're talking about giving. And in that moment, usually when you're giving, you're, you're getting it right back in the face. <laughs> That's right. It's amazing. So real quick, I've been hiring a couple of IT recruiters recently. And one of the lessons that you just mentioned that really distinguish a business owner between a business operator is the amount of employees, how you can leverage and multiply your time yeah. where most employees, whether they're self-employed, because that's really what a business operator is. Like somebody right. was self-employed, they go in, clock in, clock out, they're getting to bill their hours for their work done. But what happens when they stop working is that the money stops coming in and they're not exponentially able to grow. So just one of the things that really got to me was that recently I had a friend of mine own business for 25 years. He was landscaping business, right? And at the end of the day, he just closed his doors, gave yep. away his equipment, no retirement, no right. benefit that came out of it, wasn't able to exit appropriately into being able to sell the business or do something that he established for so many years of work. And it really put me into a perspective of it's not the place that I want to be. So I need to be able to entrust others, to train them up, to do the work so that yeah. I don't have to do that, right? And what happens is I went from spending 10, 12 hours a day doing day-to-day -day business work, where now if you have, let's say, if you have just three employees, that's 36 hours worth of labor that you're able to accomplish yep. in addition to your 12. So now you can accomplish 48 hours worth of work in 12 hours because now you're leveraging other yeah. So business owners, and I can tell because I have other colleagues they're stuck in the same mindset, whether it's marketing, design, they want to grow. And I said, why don't you hire somebody? Oh, it's because they're not good enough, right? They're having yeah. this sense of expectation. And I'm like, they're not going to continue to grow and be good enough if you don't give them a chance to train, to practice, to build them up and to teach them how to do the work. So I understand it's a process, of, but just like anything else, if you're able to invest some time and some training into your employees and be able to multiply right, exponentially, the amount of output in your business, then ultimately that's where you want to be. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm sharing a little too much. But no, no, bro. I think you could just write the story. We could end the podcast right here. They've gotten plenty. We're not done yet. So let's continue. I want to know a bad decision. Give me the juicy details of that, that almost catastrophic event that you'd take back. What was it? I've been married a few times before <laughs> my wife, which we've been married actually 10 years now. Um, but one of the things, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I realize is, and it's not just with my wife. I think there's several decisions that I've made that I did not prepare for, right? And without a sense of preparation, what ended up happening was that it caused other issues to come up where yeah. I either had to drop projects. So one of the things I do a little bit on the side is invest in real estate. I bought real estate in Florida, California, Virginia. I've sold and bought and sold a couple of properties, but it didn't start out like that, right? I had bought a townhome in Miami. It's a great, beautiful property, all that. I was underwater. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to manage. But it was a sense of not having the right mindset 
And this is so critical when it comes to having a mentor, right? Where a mentor can give you a roadmap and tell you, these are the danger zones. These are the mistakes you can make. This is how you save yourself some trouble. I can tell you right off the bat, I had invested a couple of thousand dollars into a mobile home area. It turns out that there was so many issues with the titles and the property. There was yeah. no way to determine who the real owner was. I ended up losing out on thousands and thousands of dollars on this deal. That taught me to really do a lot of research up front, but not yep. taking away from taking action for it. Because as you're right. looking for mentors or you're asking questions or you're doing your due diligence, that's a sense of preparation, but you're still taking steps forward as opposed to just sitting back and being undecided on what action you need to take. So that's, so that's one of the things. Uh, and again, as I mentioned with relationships, whoever you decide to be with, People tend to rush because they have that, I guess, the butterfly in the stomach. I don't know what it is. You meet somebody, it's exciting. You get swayed by the emotions at that moment and logic just goes out the door. So it's definitely great to kind of understand that there's a long time frame. You don't have to accomplish everything in one month or six months or one year. You're building up your skill set. You're building up your mindset. So that you can position yourself strategically to succeed over the long term. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So you can make a million dollars one year and if you lose it all the next, then you're back to square one. Back to square if one. You're That's but, right. uh, if you're able to make 250 for two, three years and then scale to 400, 500, 700, a million, two, you know, and so forth, then it, it's an amazing place because now you know how to sustain it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's a key. That's good. You gave us a whole lot there. The bad decision of not analyzing enough or not due diligence on, on a real estate deal or enough due diligence in hiring somebody or enough due diligence in taking on a proper client or the due diligence ahead of time is something that we all do to a degree in each of our businesses. So I'm hearing you. I loved what you said though. Not so much so that you don't take action. I think that's probably the most important thing there because you can swing the pendulum back and forth. You can say, just doesn't matter what, just take action. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but what you're saying is that it actually does matter. In fact, I've gotten burnt. I've lost lots of money on not making sure. But if then you swing it the other way and you make sure too much, you never actually take the action. So there's that sweet spot. So I appreciate you sharing that. Let's, let's transition here to the speed round. I want to know some of your answers here. I want to know if you could dwindle your entire business down to one trackable metric, what would it be? The one trackable metric, I think it's is to consider your net income and base that on an hourly rate, right? Because okay, that's interesting. Before, a lot of times you can spend time doing tasks that are not up to value with what's going to make your business profitable. Sure. And a lot of people get caught up in the idea of how can we save some money and cutting corners and doing extra work. Right. Essentially, you could be out there doing extra marketing, spending a little bit more to increase your revenue and your income overall, right. it's going to, as I mentioned, exponentially grow as opposed to trying to save nickel and dime here and there. And it's essentially going to slow down the growth process. So that's one of the things I realized when I started a couple of years ago, looking into hiring employees and I thought, how much time am I going to take cleaning them and doing this and doing that? But then I'm going to have to pay them while I train them. It's going to cost me maybe three, four or $5,000 to get them caught up to speed, right. right? But once I realized that I'm losing on a $100,000 client because I don't want to spend $5,000, I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. It doesn't make sense. Same thing, right? Like people 
they business operators, they want to save here and there. They want to save machinery. They want to save with tasks, with software, membership fees, things like that. But ultimately, it's going to slow down the growth process. And the quicker you're able to grow while still automating some of these systems in place, then you're able to sustain it over the long term, as opposed to trying to pay everything out of pocket up front and kind of bootstraps right. your company growth. Thankfully, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take way too much time for you to enjoy the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I love the perspective there. You gave, gave two answers, but one supports the other. And I just love the perspective. Net profit, obviously, was the answer, which is that's why the business exists. But what you said right behind that, though, is growth solves everything and not necessarily all types of growth. But what you're talking about is very strategic rather than thinking scarcity and manage money. It's how do we grow money? I just appreciate that perspective. What book would you recommend for a six-figure business owner, Andres, who's trying to scale up to your size and bigger? So I'll just give you one of my tops. When I was in my early 20s, I read a book called Brian Tracy, No Excuses. So that's the name of the book. It's about not having excuses about growth and mindset. And one of the secrets that I took away from that is learning to put in the work to establish a habit. So that's one of the secrets that I believe are to success is a lot of people think you're going to go against the grain by having to push yourself week after week for six months, a year, two, three years. And that's not the truth. The truth is we're adaptable human beings where we can create a habit. And it becomes automatic. It gets instilled in our mind and our body and our physiology. And yeah. once you create a habit, then you're not forcing yourself to do anything you don't want to do because you do it automatically without having to think. So yeah. the way that I was able to wake up early, go to the gym, make sure I stay healthy, clear mind and focus, just like you said, the flow state. I created a habit where in the first couple of weeks, yes, it was hard to do it. But once the habit was established, now I can take that extra energy and put it into creating another habit that was also going to be able to help my business grow in the long term, whether it's networking, whether it's continuous growth through education, training, uh, masterminding. So the book Brian Tracy wrote, No Excuses, what defined was how do you become one of the top 10% in your industry? And it's getting a little bit better every day. It's a little bit better every day. It's not leaps and bounds. Somebody once said, if you need two hours to cut off a tree, you spend the first hour and a half getting your axe sharpened, you're going to cut it off a little bit faster, right? like way faster. It's necessarily about taking the little things that are going to make a big difference, creating habits, and trace again, not making excuses, but just getting out and doing the work. Yeah, that's cool. We'll put a link to the book here in the show notes below. You've already mentioned networking and mastermind a couple of times. My question normally is, do you network and mastermind? Clearly you do. So my question to you is, why? So... Again, going back to the book, <laughs> one of the things I learned in the book is a lot of times they say the average or your income is going to be the, he says your income is going to be equivalent to the average of the five people who are closest to you, right? Yeah. So when it comes to career life, who are you spending time with? If everybody in your circle, your top five friends are making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year, you're about going to average forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. If you're hanging out with people who are making 100, 150, 200,000 a year, they're going to instill those ideas in you on how to make 100, 150, 200,000 a year. If you're hanging out with people making a million or two, then that's going to push you and pull you to that level because it yeah. broadens your mindset. So, one, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to mention is if I give you a dollar and you give me a dollar, 
I didn't win anything. I didn't lose anything, right? Because that's just something that, you know, materially based. But when it comes to ideas and mindset, this is yeah. where we exponentially grow. I give you one idea, you give me one idea. Now I take two. I take my idea and I take yours. I have five people giving me great business ideas. Now I get to walk away with five new business ideas that I can implement in my business plus my own. And now I have exponentially. I'm not losing anything except gaining so much experience from other people's perspective, what they've done, what they've experienced, what they put to work, and they know how to succeed. So that's a great way to do it. Yeah. I, not only can I say, I love that perspective. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to every, the last 45 seconds of what you just went through, I'm going to have to cut it up and use it as a promo video for gathering the King's mastermind. Cause, cause you're hundred percent right. It's, it is not just a tactic here or tactic there. It's whole big picture idea or relationship. Like we're talking about hinge point things that happen that change the trajectory of one's business life, family, the whole deal. So you're, you're spot on. Okay. So my, my, my wild card question is this, if you only had one hour each week to work on the business, it's all you got, what would you do? Or how would you use that one hour to successfully run your business? Like you do now, if I only had one hour to run my business, I would have just like you, you mentioned uh, performance key indicators that I can be able to leverage to see more specifically around where you want to be world-class, right? So this yeah. PKIs really try to establish what's going to make the business stand out from other competitors. Yeah. How do you improve that 1% every day, every week that you're gaining new customers or you're improving your services or you're increasing your revenue? And all these indicators, they tell a story of what areas in your business you need to improve so that you can continue to grow. So that's really where I would focus on those specific PKIs that it would start with marketing. How many leads are we getting? It would go into sales. What is the sales ratio that we're closing? It will go into fulfillment. How much are we able to increase our client expectation of how they perceive the value that we're providing for the value of our business? And yeah. then even to do a follow-up is how do we improve our system, our sales process, our marketing, of performance to continue to grow the business and implement even better the next time. Yeah. I love the answer. You took the four sections of a business and you said, I need to check on these four main things. I agree. Love it. Last question here for you, Andres. If you lost it all, what would you do? Chaz, I would do the same thing I'm doing right now. Honestly, I would go back to go back to reading the books that establish those key foundation core beliefs, right? And I would start taking action. And this is the beautiful thing that I think it's so amazing. I have friends that are in real estate. I have friends that are in recruiting, in IT, yep. they're engineers, architects, even car sales, right? They own their own dealerships. So there's all types of entrepreneurs out there. But one of the things that really stands out is understanding how you can grow your skills and your value so that you can essentially speed up the process on how you can get back to where you're at. You know, as I mentioned before, you can make a million dollars and get a lucky shot. A lot of people win the lottery and then they go broke, right? They go foreclosure and outside of bankruptcy within just a couple of years because they don't have the skill set. It's about who they are and what they know. And if, you're, if your skills are not up to par with your income, then the income is not going to sustain that lifestyle. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have given such incredible insight on all these answers. It really has been valuable. How can a listener today connect with you? Whether they want to get in there and know you better or figure out how you're doing certain things in the company, how can they find you? Yeah, I'm pretty big on, believe it or not, Facebook. There's a Facebook group. It's a private group, but if anybody wants to join, just make sure to mention your name, Chaz, on their request. It's called Signal Jobs. Essentially, anybody that deals with IT, IT service, you can connect with me in admin at signaljobs.org, same as the website, signaljobs.org. You can send me a message. I'm happy to connect. Whether it's about business growth, whether it's about IT, as I said, I was an IT engineer, so I'm very technical, hands-on. But also, if anybody's looking to get employees that are, have been in the field, that have the experience, that maybe come from a military background, and I'll tell you what the great, great key thing about this is. I have, because I served in the military, I have thousands of connections of guys who have government clearance, have special certifications to work for government contracts. There's right. tons of money in these government contracts. So essentially, I can help you to fulfill these government contracts, what they call, you know, butts and seats. You're going to get paid because the government pays for those services. Yeah. So essentially, just feel free to connect. I'm very approachable. You see me, I'm a nice guy, just having a great conversation, <laughs> advice or just suggestions, how we can partner. I'm always open to ideas. As I mentioned, I'm a little bit in real estate, a little bit, definitely I run my business full time, but, but I'm always looking to help others yeah. and see how I can provide more value. Yeah, there's definitely listeners right now that are probably in need of some sort of IT recruitment of need. So Highly recommend connecting with Andres here, as he has mentioned, you can do the Facebook group or even just find him on Facebook or at the different uh, links that we'll put down below. But what an incredible, not only individual, but mind. And as well as just, dude, you got a big heart. You're here serving, uh, giving away the, the answers for free. I just uh, appreciate that. I can tell that you're a studied individual and the fact that you would be willing to do it, it, it just speaks a lot about your character. So thank you again for being here. We wish you absolutely nothing but success and all that you're putting your hands to and enjoy. Enjoy the beach, bro. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward. I'm going to jump in the pool right now. Thank you so much, Chad. It's been a great time. Definitely looking forward to continue connecting with you and wishing everybody continued success in their business. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.